0: Welcome to Building an Upper Right Hand Quadrant Culture. My name is J.P. Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, they say we don't choose our life. We choose our habits, which choose our life. So it seems we need to be extra thoughtful about the habits that we choose and the habits we develop. Last episode, we talked about the importance of walking every day, practicing mindfulness, and having a morning routine. Why? So that we can build those habits that help us have more energy and help us be better in those last 8% moments. In today's episode, we talk about a habit of turning towards others and valuing others. Why? So we can build that upper right hand quadrant culture of high courage and high connection. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. Feeling your feet on the ground. See if you can let go of whatever you were thinking and planning and just arrive in the moment. Feel your hands and arms as they swing. I hope you're walking, not listening to this in your kitchen or in your car. But feel your body. Feel the top of your head. Feel your head and neck. One thing that we know from experience and some of the latest science, is that physical sensations only exist in the moment. Unlike thoughts, which can be ruminations about the past, worries about the future. But physical sensations only exist in this moment. And so that's a great place to anchor us into the moment. When we work with athletes, we talk about be where your feet are. So as you are here listening, see if you can be where your feet are. Moving, because mood follows movement. And just practicing mindfulness, which is nothing more than paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So feel your belly rise and fall. Feel your hands and your arms as they swing and your shoulders. Feel your torso. Just checking in with whatever sensations are present. There's not a bad sensation. We're just tuning in non-judgmentally. Feel your, all your all parts of your leg. Both legs. Just notice whatever sensations are present. And if your mind wanders, just note that it's wandered check in with are you judging yourself for having the mind wander and then just let the thought or story be and come back to your belly breathing rising up and down or your physical sensations remember we're building this muscle of mindfulness so that we can stay and not run when things get difficult in a last eight percent moment There's many reasons why we practice. But that's one of the big ones. It's an emotional management technique. It's also a way to build wisdom of the mind. When we can understand ourselves, then we can trust that we can be in more difficult situations without worry. That we can take more risks, more interpersonal risk. It also means we can understand others. Because as we see that we, at times, are challenged and are full of ruminating thoughts, and we start to see that this is a normal experience of the mind, we can start to have empathy for others. So just soften your hands. Relax your heart. wonderful stand tall look around feel grateful let's move now to our idea of the day i want you to visualize for a moment i want you to think of a team that you've most enjoyed working on in your career what characterized it How connected did you feel on this team? Did you feel care on this team? How much risk did you take because of the way you felt on this team? How did you contribute to this team's culture? How assertive were you in creating this team's culture? What we're talking about is the importance of emotional connection. One of the two key dimensions of this high-performing culture. And for today, I want to talk about one of the V's, right? There's voice and there's valued. Feeling valued and having a voice. Those are the two parts of this dimension of emotional connection. And so let's talk about helping people feel valued helping ourselves feel valued because we know this is at the heart of a high performing team and um all the more reason to invest in the people uh, that are on our team or that are coming onto our team and um and making sure that you know they know that we're vested in in developing them and bringing them along and helping them to improve not their not just their professional lives, but so that they have a really good experience here, you know, from from nine to five, and then can go home and, and have an even better experience because they feel good about what they're doing. They feel good about how they're doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's something that's reflected in the community around them. And the bridge is the big idea here. Right. Over the course of the sprint, we're going to talk about that upper right-hand quadrant. You know, where are we as a team? That's week one. Week two is where we are right now, making people feel valued on the team. Week three is having people feel and have voice. And those are the two emotional connection pieces. And then feedback is the third part, which is VVF, and it's part of the Courage, that's one of the behaviors of courage. We're trying to make it very concrete. So the question is, how do you value someone? Right? What we know, because the bridge is the big idea, part of it is to ask ourselves, I wonder what's going on on the other side of the bridge. Have a willingness to be curious, to understand what's going on on the other side of the bridge. And what's important is to know that this is a habit, a skill, something you can practice and get better at. And there are two moments that I want you to pay attention to when you have an opportunity to make someone else feel valued. Number one is not in a last 8% moment. It's more the regular moments, what we call the daily conversations. These are the informal or more frequent conversations that you have with another person when it's not likely that the other person will become emotionally triggered but it's in these moments where you have the opportunity to build enhance and protect that bridge this builds a general sense of someone feeling valued by you this matters because it creates a foundation that helps when there is tension when there is conflict in the relationship and that's normal Every relationship will have tension and conflict at work, at home. But when you build up this foundation, it makes it easier to have the last 8% conversations when you need to have them. And it also decreases the need to have them. So number one is on that more regular basis, we call the daily conversations. That's when you can really tune in and Later in the podcast, I'm going to give you a great little handy tool that can be helpful. The second time when you have a real opportunity to make someone feel valued is in in an actual last 8% moment or situation. When there is tension, when there is conflict, when there is debate. This is when in the heat of the moment you realize... Whatever is going on in the situation for the other person might not have anything to do with you because you're tuning into them. You're getting to their side of the bridge. That they might be experiencing something. And again, it has nothing to do with you. And the key is to, again, see if you can walk over to the other side of the bridge and be curious. And this is harder to do because we might be triggered. But it also has an even bigger impact because of the cortisol effect, right? More cortisol is in our brain when we're under pressure. Same with the other person. Whatever decision we make, behavior we engage in, that's what gets seared into the brain of the other person, which is why we can have a really big impact on them in these moments, And so a good hack for me uh, that's very helpful is to try to associate when another person seems to be acting out of character or out of proportion to the situation going on, to ask myself, I wonder what's going on for them. So I try to associate somebody's acting out of character, out of proportion. And what I try to do, and it's a life, lifelong practice, I wonder what's going on. On their side of the bridge and a great little reflection is the emotional wheel or that emotional needs of the amygdala remember the wheel of those key emotional needs we all have to do good work so i just i wonder hmm what's going on for them around the emotional needs do they feel included do they feel respected do they feel micromanaged and you know don't they, do they not feel a sense of autonomy? And so this is just a great little check-in. And I got to tell you, the number of times when I have checked in and realized, oh my gosh, maybe they aren't feeling included or respected or whatever it is. Okay, another kind of hack or skill to develop is around understanding something called BIDS, B-I-D-S, BIDS. So one of my favorite researchers came up with this. His name's John Gottman, Dr. John Gottman. And he calls bids the fundamental unit of emotional connection. They are the gestures between two people that signal the need for interest and attention. Bids can be verbal. They can be nonverbal. They can include asking for anything... um, from feedback on a project to wanting to talk about a challenge the other person is feeling. And unfortunately, many people make bids to you at work, at home, and you can, without even knowing it, miss them. Why? A lot of times it's because you are so busy that you don't notice it. Or you're in a hurry. Or it could be because it makes you feel uncomfortable on some level and so you avoid it. According to Gottman, people can react in one of two ways when a bid occurs. We either turn towards or turn away. Turn towards or turn away. And I'm sure you've seen this and probably experienced it. You mentioned a challenge you're facing and you start to talk about it. And the other person, for reasons we're, we're not really sure of, reacts in a way that doesn't tune into what you are saying. They turn away. The other person feels uncomfortable on some level and quickly changes the subject or asks about something else or goes quiet. And both you and them feel awkward. That's turning away. Turning towards, on the other hand, means to see this for what it is, a bid that someone is making to connect and then being mindful, aware, and responsive to the small interaction that's going on doesn't mean you need to do anything more than ask some questions to better understand what's going on and simply listen to the other person. When this happens, and we're genuinely listening, this makes the other person feel seen and heard, and importantly, significantly more connected to us. Robin Williams said, I used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone. So when we turn towards bids, what does the bidder hear? They hear, I'm interested in you. I hear you. I understand you, or at least I would like to understand you. I'm on your side. I'd like to help you, whether I can or not. I accept you even if I don't accept all your behaviors. And this is, and this is the important part, happening all the time, at work, at home, but how many times do we turn away and miss the opportunity to connect? So I want to give you a little test, really. Between uh, podcasts, I want to give you a little test. I want you to check to see how many people ask you a question and listen closely enough to ask you another follow-up question related to the first. I hate to be a pessimist on this, but it hardly ever happens. It's like, instead, a lot of times what's going on are two mutual monologues. Someone's speaking and just waiting. You know, the other person's not really listening. They're just waiting until they get a chance to talk and then that, then vice versa. The other person's not really listening. They're just waiting till they get it till they get a chance to talk And when you find someone who actually does tune in it's like gold it makes you feel so seen you feel like the most important person in the world you can have this effect on people this is how you really value them this is the the skill of valuing them tune into the bids and by the way we know that happy couples turn towards their partners, approximately, very interesting research, 20 times more than couples in distress during everyday non conflict discussions, you know, those daily discussions. Newlyweds who were still married six years after their wedding had turned towards each other 86% of the time while in the lab. Those who were divorced six years later, however, had only turned towards each other 33% of the time. So, tuning in. To the other side of the bridge can have profound consequences. So stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Make it a goal this week. When someone approaches you, see if it's a bid of some sort to connect. See if you can get to their side of the bridge and ask questions. VVF, VVF. You'd be surprised how this can change a relationship. And it's all in your hands. And this is what will help build on your team an upper right-hand quadrant culture. High connection, high courage. Because here's the key. When people do feel more emotionally connected, more psychologically safe they will take more risks. And that's good on so many levels, innovation in an organization, but also in the relationship. Wonderful, okay, so let's go to our three by three, three mindful breaths, right down into the toes, calming this body. Wonderful. Now, three things that you can feel grateful for without working very hard. What are three things? Fantastic. Now, what are three big rocks you want to focus on for the day? That would make it a really productive day. This is the signal, you know, versus the noise. So think of the three big things you want to get done today. Wonderful. So let's take this energy and momentum. Congratulate yourself for doing this podcast for choosing to start your day in an intentional way and bring this energy momentum into the day. And know that you can do great things. It's all in you. I want to finish with a Dr. Seuss quote of all things. I saw this in a doctor's office not long ago, and I loved it. I just thought, wow, it's a great quote to start the day, it seemed to me. It read, You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. Say that again. Right? We all have these mountains that we're going to face at times. And it's in these mountains, these last 8% moments, that will help transform us into all of the capability and potential that we are all of the capability and potential our teams can be and our organizations can be. So again, Dr. Seuss, you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. Have a wonderful day.